in, in general life, there's hardly anything that's more exciting than having the scoop on the next big story. Right, that story where you can go to, you know, you call up your parents or you call up your friends and you say, hey, have you heard about, it just hit the headlines and you get to spill all the news to people who maybe haven't heard the thing yet. Some of these headlines have etched their way into human history. For example, if I show you this picture on the screen, you could probably tell me the exact event in history that this picture is associated with. The end of World War II, right? Yeah. So the, the headlines in 1945 started spreading across the United States, across the world really, saying the war is over, the war ends, right? And this was great news. I mean, news that, that upon these headlines hitting people's homes, people started throwing parties. Uh, there were gatherings in the streets. There were gatherings at parks and public spaces because the war is over, this headline was good news of peace in the world. News that was worth celebrating. News that was worth uh, throwing the party. News that was worth giving a stranger a hug. News that was worth something significant in life. And it's come to a place where it has defined a significant point in the history of the world. Now we are here today because of even greater news, a greater headline that hit the world. Not the end of World War II, but news that came as a, with a big announcement, but a big announcement in a, in a small place. A huge announcement to some of the most unlikely people. The greatest news that would come, news that was for all people, news that would truly change the course of human history. News that we're still celebrating all of these years later in big places, in small places, in large gatherings and small intimate get-togethers. This news is the news of the birth of our Savior. This morning we've sung songs, we've read scripture that tell the story of this great news. A story that's probably familiar to most of us. Some of the younger ones in the room, maybe you're still getting familiar with this story. For some of us, it's a story that we've celebrated year after year for as long as we can remember. This Christmas season, we've been taking time as a church to talk about what it really means to celebrate Christ in Christmas. Amidst all the fun traditions, which are talking with many of you this morning, I know there's a lot to come later today even, uh, much to look forward to, great meals to be had, traveling to see family, traditions that you've held dearly as a, a family for years and years, perhaps generations. And amidst all of those things, how do we celebrate Christ? We learned from the story of the wise men a few weeks ago that celebrating Christ involves worshiping him as our Lord, as our King, as God. We learned from uh, Joseph's experience that celebrating Christ involves trusting in the Lord in all circumstances of life, even the most unexpected or the uncertain times that we may face. This morning, we're going to learn uh, from a group of people, an unlikely group of people, the shepherds, that celebrating Jesus at Christmas involves sharing the good news. 
Just one of the ways that we celebrate. And we've done it this morning, sharing the good news uh, through song. We've sung, uh, sung these, these great carols that we've learned as kids growing up. Two of them, uh, my boys were here before the service started while our worship team was rehearsing. And, and Pete was so excited that we were singing a couple of songs. Because every night, literally every night that we've done Advent, we have sung those same songs for the past month. They're, they're dear to our hearts. And they tell the story of a king who was born. This morning, uh, just a moment ago, we read from Luke chapter 2 that on the night that Jesus was born, in the town of Bethlehem, some shepherds were out in the fields. Just another ordinary, quiet night, doing their thing as shepherds, guarding their flocks. When suddenly, there was around them an angel who came to announce the greatest news of all. The angel came and said, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. See, the headlines surrounding Christmas aren't ones of devastation. They're not ones of wars and tribulations or ruin. They're headlines of good news. Great news, as a matter of fact, the most incredible news. It's good news of great joy. Now, when the angels came, they announced that it was news of peace on earth. Peace for all men with whom he is well pleased. Now, the, the Jewish word for peace is speaks a little bit more deeply than just a, a truce in a time of war. It's more than just deciding to get along and, and ending conflict. Uh, the Jewish word for peace, shalom, uh, speaks to much more than that. Warren Wearsby says that it speaks of well-being, of health and prosperity and security, soundness, a sense of completeness, that it has more to do with character than it does circumstance. Good news of peace on earth. That tells us a little bit of something about the good news of Christmas. It's not good news just about finally having a peaceful night, though those of you in the room with small children may want nothing more than that. It's good news not just of uh, the circumstances of life being calm. It's good news about a greater peace, a peace of the soul being made right with God. For this was Jesus who was born, the one whom the angels announced would save his people from their sins. This was Emmanuel, God with us. And I'm just not sure if we're really honest with ourselves. No matter how familiar we are with the story, I'm just not sure that we fully grasp the significance of that. Emmanuel, God with us. I was just listening to a, a conversation by a, a very intelligent man yesterday as he was talking about the, the trajectory that humanity is on right now, kind of with the goal and intention in some ways of making, making ourselves gods trying to bring a level of immortality to uh, the human race and and just the uh, the weightiness and the significance of decisions that need to be made in the present circumstance and and he reflected on it 
talking about the fact that the Christian message is not one in which we try to make ourselves gods, but the, the significance of the Christian message is the fact that God became human. It's the opposite. That ought to strike something in our inner beings as we reflect on that and contemplate that. God with us. That Jesus took on flesh and dwelt among us. What a significant point in human history. This peace that Jesus brings not being just circumstantial, this peace being something so profound, it's peace with God. Peace with God in that uh, we are forgiven of our sins by this Savior. It's a peace of God that the Scriptures say transcends all understanding. It's a peace from God that quiets and stills our restless souls. It's a peace that brings us true joy, knowing life as it truly is, as it's meant to be, to know God and to be known by Him. How? By this baby being born in Bethlehem. A small, helpless child, God in the flesh, who in the world could fathom such news? Who could have expected it on that night? Such great news. And what are we supposed to do with such news? Perhaps what is true, uh, what was true of the shepherds on that silent night is still true for us today, that the good news of Christmas is worth checking out for ourselves. The good news of Christmas is worth checking out for ourselves. After the angels, the angel's announcement, the shepherds decided to go to Bethlehem and see for themselves if what the angels had to say was legit. Did it check out? Did the facts line up? And we're told in verse 16 of Luke chapter 2 that they went with haste. They, they weren't passive about this. The angels had come. No doubt a significant experience for these uh, lowly shepherds out in their fields. And as the angels return into heaven, they, they uh, gather together and they say, we need to go and see if this is real. And they went with haste into Bethlehem. And, and I want to just simply for a moment urge us that checking out the story of Christmas, the good news of Christmas, is not something to be done so casually. But it is something of great and significant importance for us. See, I said last week that the good news of Christmas, that the celebration of Christmas is not something that deserves merely a tip of the cap or a nod of the head. It's something that demands something so much more from us. So while we may not leave our flocks in the fields outside Bethlehem and run into town, we must faithfully and personally examine the good news of Christmas. We must do this. That Jesus, the Son of God, took on flesh, was born of the Virgin Mary. That Jesus is truly God, truly man. That his birth is that which the prophets of the Old Testament foretold and predicted centuries ago. That this news of Jesus, is that he is in fact the Christ. That he's the Messiah, the one who has come to save us from our sins. For if these things are true... If these things are true, then what we celebrate is far more than folklore and great legend. It's more than just a great story. Something to just hold on to, to to give you hope in a tough time. If these things are true, it demands something more of us than lights and gifts and special treats and, and all the like. 
C.S. Lewis said it this way, that if all of this is false, then Christianity is of no significance whatsoever. But if it's true, it's of infinite significance. He says the one thing that, that Christianity can't be is of moderate significance. You either throw the whole thing out because it's a, it's a sham and it's a waste of time, or it's the most important thing that has ever come across the pages of, of Scripture, that come across our lives and the events of human history. It's either of nothing to us or it's everything to us. There's no in-between. I just want to encourage you this Christmas, as I know it's so easy from my own experience, to sometimes treat it like a moderate thing. Like it's moderately important. Like we'll fit it in as long as it works in the schedule. As long as it's convenient. It's everything or it's nothing. There is no in between with the good news. And now I recognize that, that for some of us in a room even this size with this many people in it, I'm sure that not all of us have gone to check out the good news of Christmas for ourselves. I also imagine in a room this size that most of us are familiar with the Christmas story. We've probably heard it. We've probably sung the song since we were a kid. We're familiar with the announcement. We know what it's all about, but we've not gone and checked it out for ourselves. The shepherds knew the announcement well before they made it into town. They knew what the angels said. They, they, they understood what was being communicated to them, but they went to see for themselves. And so I encourage uh, each of you, maybe you're here today and you know, Christmas is something that, yeah, you know, you, it's, it's more about the festiveness. It's more about the gifts. It's more about the parties and the traditions. And, and you know, maybe a Christmas Eve service. Maybe, maybe Christ just finds his place in there in, in mediocrity. Just sneaks his way in, but it's not something that we've really dealt with personally. If that's you, I encourage you to go Check it out for yourself. Is it true? Because if it is, it demands everything, not nothing. Some of us are, are so familiar, and we've gone and we've checked out the story, and we believe, and it's easy for us to lose the significance of it. Maybe our familiarity causes us to look at, at the story of Christmas and Christ's birth with less awe and wonder than it did years ago when it was fresh and new. I doubt for those shepherds that the story ever got old. I imagine probably for, for nights after this happened, as they sat around the fire with their flocks, can you believe? Did that really happen? The angels came to us? We went and saw the Savior in a manger? But maybe for as their, their grandkids are born, they're sitting around talking about it, that, that that story never got old as they sat down. Hey, buddy. Years ago, I was out tending the flocks, and you'll never believe what happened. We were just out there, an ordinary night, and then an angel appeared. See, stories like that don't get old. Stories like that, man, they find a way to our heart. They sit in a special place. So I encourage you, don't let your familiarity cause you to look at the Christmas story with, with a casualness. Don't let, it, don't let it move you to a place where you lose a sense of awe 
over the significance of Christmas, that Jesus took on flesh and dwelt among us. The good news of Christmas is worth checking out for ourselves. Then uh, we see with, with the shepherds' experience here that it's worth communicating with others. The good news of Christmas is worth communicating with others. They went with haste to find Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Then verse 17, when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. They started to tell people what it was all about. Now it seems maybe from this statement that in verse 18, that all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them, that, that maybe it wasn't just Mary and Joseph sitting in that stable around that manger who heard the shepherds tell of everything. And we don't know who all had found their way there. Maybe as the shepherds came into Bethlehem, they're, they're knocking around saying, hey, do you know where the manger is? What manger? Which one are you talking about? The one with the baby and swaddling cloths in it. What are you talking about? You don't put babies and swaddling cloths in the manger. No, no, no. An angel came and told us. And then people are like, either these shepherds are cracked sideways and have lost their minds or something crazy is happening. And maybe as they showed up to the stable, to the manger, this is just, this is just hypothesis, okay? We don't know. Maybe they got there with a whole crowd of people following behind them. And here they see, just as the angels had said, and they say, listen, we were in the fields doing our thing and an angel came and said we would find this very thing and everybody who heard them say this was, was struck with awe and they wondered at what the shepherds had said. The bottom line is this isn't a story that's, that's meant to be locked up and put away in a closet somewhere and kept for ourselves. It's not like we've stumbled across a gem that we just, we just cherish and don't let anyone else in on. This is a story that, that should spur us to tell other people about it, to share the good news of Christmas. Why? Because the angel said it is good news for all people. It's not just good news for you. It's not just good news for me. It's good news for everybody. So we should open our mouths and share that Jesus has been born. And those opportunities may come in a whole myriad of shapes and sizes. Some of you maybe have a chance to share the hope of Christmas with somebody that you work with. Maybe you have family or friends that you're going to gather with over the next few days that, that you have an opportunity to share. This is why we have such great hope. And find a way to, to, to talk about this. Maybe you have an opportunity with someone that you'll never see again in your life. One of my favorite things uh, last week Oh, yeah, about a week and a half ago, we had a Christmas party with the middle schoolers in at Sugar Grove, and we made these gingerbread houses. And uh, every year before that party, I have to go to Walmart, and I load up an entire cart full of graham crackers and icing and all kinds of candies. And, and everybody who sees me walking around Walmart looks at me just a little funny. Like, what's, what is this guy doing? Because there's not one healthy thing that went in that cart, and I know what they're thinking. And I'm standing at the checkout, and the, the girl who's checking me out at the, the cash register, and we get talking because there's a whole host of things that she's got to ring up. And, and so I start, I start a conversation with her, and I say, hey, well, how do you celebrate Christmas? I, we'd already talked about what this was all for, so I could clear my name and, and not be judged. And I'm like, yeah, this is just one of the things we do to celebrate. What do you do to celebrate Christmas? So, oh, we don't celebrate Christmas, she told me. I'm like, oh, you don't. What, what do you celebrate? She said, well, we're practicing Hebrew Israelites. So we celebrate Hanukkah. And standing there at a cash register with a girl that I'll probably never get to see again, I got to talk about Jesus. 
that he was a fulfillment of all the things that had been hoped for through the Old Testament. We talked about Passover. We talked about some of the different feasts. And I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about because it's here in the Bible. And Jesus came to fulfill all those things. That's why we celebrate Jesus. I don't know what she's going to do with that. Maybe nothing. Probably nothing. But who knows? Maybe it plants a seed. Maybe it gets gets her thinking. What if there is something to this Jesus? It's everything or it's nothing. This news is too good not to share. So as you go along your way to whoever who will listen, share the hope that you have in Christ. It's not about having all the arguments or the, all, your, all your ducks in a row and being able to answer every rebuttal or every question that may come up. It's about knowing who Jesus is and sharing it. I'm sure those shepherds had a lot of questions that night. I'm sure if we're honest, we've got a lot of questions too. How things work out, what they are. But at the end of the day, sharing is about taking the good news of Christmas and, and communicating it to other people because it's worth them knowing. It's good news for everyone. And then as we conclude this, the good news of Christmas as we see as the shepherds go back to their fields. In verse 20, it says, And the shepherds returned, dull and bored and just ready to get back to the ordinary. It says the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God. The good news of Christmas is worth celebrating before the Lord. This has just been something for me this year, especially as our kids are getting older and and they're understanding more things. I've really taken time this year to examine, has my celebration of Christmas, has my, my anticipation for Christmas, has all of it led me back to a place of worshiping God? And there, there are times when I've had to be honest that in years past, it's, it's been one of those things that's an add-on. That the Christmas celebration is more about the other stuff. And this year, we've made it a priority in the Anderson House that Christmas is about worshiping the Lord. It's about Him and everything. And I can't tell you how many times we've told the Christmas story with our boys. I can't tell you how many times we've, we've sang the same songs over and over and over again. And last night as we did it one more time, I sat there on the couch in our front room and I thought, for as good as this has been for my boys, it's probably been a lot better for me. Familiar, same old, same old, but a great reminder of the significance. Let that sink in. That as we go back to the ordinary, as we will, just as the shepherds went back to their fields that night, Christmas is going to come and go and life's going to continue to go on. Does the significance and the good news of Christmas lead you and leave you in a place where you worship God? Wherever He's called you, wherever He's planted you, wherever He sends you, that we glorify and praise Him as the King of kings and Lord of lords, a God merciful and gracious enough to send His Son that our Lord is, was humble enough to take on flesh and dwell among us. Humble enough to go to the cross, to suffer a sinner's death, to pay the penalty for our sins. 
powerful enough to triumph over the grave itself and bring victory and life to those who would believe. Christmas is no insignificant story. Christmas is the story. And I pray that in our heart of hearts, we would, we would take heed to the angel's announcement of good news and great joy for all people. For unto us a Savior has been born, and his name is Christ the Lord.